Is your heart becoming his dwelling and is his heart becoming your refuge? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team's leaders and friends, welcome back to the Worship Team Training Podcast. Thank you for subscribing and uploading us into your device. It's an honor to be with you, and we thank you for bringing us into your world. What is up? Uh, So what is this about refuge and dwelling? So a lot of us in worship, we get caught up in the week to week. We get caught up into the, yes, we know about God's dwelling and everything, but when has God truly become your refuge. We may sing about it, we may pray about it, we may talk about it, but how much of it is a reality for you? Welcome all of our members at Worship Team Training University, our great friends, pastors, worship leaders that you listen to us each week. Thank you so much. Our uh, university members are watching us right here on video, so it's up. Uh, If you want to become a member and check out all the videos that we have, everyone, please go to wttu.co. That's Worship Team Training University. And be sure to hit us up to get your email into your inbox, our email into your inbox or your email, whatever it is, worshipteentraining.com. Just put in your email address and you'll get it every Monday morning. And also when you become a member, you get much, much more and you want to find that out at wttu.co. Thanks also, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Pinterest, all you guys following us on our, our socials as well. So let's jump into it. What about this refuge thing? Are you allowing him to be your refuge. Uh, we get this from our dictionary. Refuge means a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. Mm, I like that. Now, what about this in the Bible? We find in Psalms 61, 4, I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Okay, so when do we have time to present ourselves to God where we're asking God, Lord, be my shelter, be my refuge. Um, you know, I've I spoken with many worship leaders and leaders over this past week, and they're telling, well, last week rather, because today's Monday, but they're telling me, yeah, but Brandon, I don't have time to sit before God. I don't have time to take a walk in the park and just to uh, focus on God's beauty. I don't have time to even pray because I'm so hammered every week by what my pastors call me to do or what I need to do for my team or whatever. Okay, let's stop for a second. Okay, really, is your pastor putting that much demand on you? Because if they are, you're probably not in the right place. Okay, let's just get that out of the gate right now. A lot of you, I think we make too many excuses of why we don't spend time with God or why we don't even find it necessary for us to worship because we think, yeah, well, my worship is on every Sunday. Well, no, it's it's not. It's every day. In fact, I've said this before that Sunday should be the overflow of the whole week. I'm not the only one who said that. Uh, Great guest coming up this coming week. We have Mike Harlan from Lifeway Christian Music. Mike said this on the past few programs that we've had. So you want to be sure that you catch this coming up this Thursday. On WTTU.co slash events. Just go there, just FYI. But, you know, I'm finding this more and more prevalent in my life that I have to come to a slow, a standstill. If you've been following our brand new segment called the 60 Second Download, I'm taking little snapshots each day to bring you these little uh, 60 second messages on iTunes and iHeart, Stitcher, so forth, um, just to kind of help you slow down and think about your living and breathing life during the week 
before it comes to rehearsing your team, before worship leader, it comes to you preparing for your Sunday, before volunteer, guitar player, drummer, tech, before it comes for you to serve, before the time hits, what are you thinking? Where, where is your heart with God? You know, many of us go through week in, week out of uh, the struggle. And I talked about that in our 60-second download, so you got to hear it. it. Because the struggle is not about you. I think that our struggle is with, I would say, <laughs> it's really with God. I think our true struggle is with the way that we respond to the world around us. When you read the life of David here, uh, members, you're watching this. And by the way, uh, members, we're, we're going through our book when you become a member here, by the way, um, friends that you're listening uh, at the university, we go through these Bible studies, and we're going through one right now by a book that I had written. It's called The Journey of a Worshipper. So, guys, we're on page 82. And if, and if you're not a member, you can still follow, but it's more beneficial if you are because you get more content. But I'm on page 82, and it's, it says this. It's comforting to know that even though we may endure times of sorrow, God is ever-present to see us through joy. We are able to sing songs of praise because he makes all things new. Even when we feel abandoned, we are never without the Lord. Even in times when we feel like the world has rejected us, when we feel like the rain just keeps dumping, it keeps coming, God is our refuge. Now, I just got word from um, the church. One of our team members just got rushed to the ER. In fact, we've had quite a few things that happened. Our, um, one of our other team members, our um, player, actually fell over in rehearsal, fell over and passed out, I mean, to the ground. And I, this just happened last Wednesday. Didn't even know it. I look over there, and I'm kind of thinking, okay, uh, I just asked him if we can replay the song again. He rolled his eyes at me. No longer is he sitting down in his drum throne. Come to find out, he's not sitting in his drum throne anymore because he has fallen and can't get up. Seriously. We had to call 911. We spent the whole entire evening caring for him, uh, making sure his family is okay, making sure, of course, he is okay, reviving him, getting the paramedics there, um, consulting with them, them with us, uh, getting his vehicle back to the house. It turned out he was okay. That was a great thing. He's okay, ladies and gentlemen. He's back, and he's drumming this coming uh, week. He was actually back with us last week. Uh, he came and drummed just the, the very... Uh, same Sunday of that week, last week. So um, we were blessed knowing that he's alive and healthy. But does it take, does it take an instant where God has to stop your heart to get your attention? What about his refuge for you? I think that we overload ourselves with so much to do for the church, for rightly so our families, but I think that we crowd in so much that we're trying to do that it, it no longer it no longer becomes for our family or for our church anymore it really becomes more about other things maybe even other things than god so how can god become our refuge in these times especially when those of you who may be asking yeah but i'm not seeing god's promises fulfilled in my life today maybe i'm not seeing the benefit i'm not seeing the joy of what god could be doing i'm not seeing that brandon i'm not seeing that in my own worship ministry well, aren't you still here today? You were there yesterday. What happened? You're still here today, right? 
God brought you through another day. You were able to sleep. You were able to wake up again. Now, I know not all things are perfect, but I knew I do know that God has a plan. I do know from what his word tells us, if he's become our refuge, it's because he's already sheltered us in his wings, is what it says right here, Psalm 61.4. So how can we make this a living, everyday experience, an everyday walk with God, because you know what? Your life depends on it. So here's the thing in Psalm 27, 1, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? And then it goes on to say in verse four, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek. And here's our punchline that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So how can we dwell in the house of the Lord? How can we find our refuge in the Lord? Well, he got it right here at the very top of Psalm 27. It's because he is the Lord. He is our light. It's because he is our salvation. Whom shall we fear? Look, then if there is nobody else that we can fear, then why can't God be our refuge? Now, on a recent 60-second download that I did this past week, last week, I talked about how fear is a natural response. Fear is something that God, in a way, I, I mean, because God has built us with emotions, fear is something that is natural. It's a natural human response. So when we do encounter things that fear that that we become fearful of, then we stand at the crossroads of making the decision, do I choose God and through this fear seeking his wisdom or am I just going to be plain delusional through this fear, get trapped up into my own negativity, fearing the worst, thinking it all depends on me or it all depends on man or whatever else that I expect to come through when those things never will come through. That's the truth of it. But in the moment, we feel like, well, that is the only thing that's happening right now. Our anxiety may be lifted high. We may be stressed out. We may be bummed. We may be depressed. But we put so much hope into the other things, especially man, thinking that man will come through, whether it's your job at the church, whether it's something going on at home, whether it's something going on out in the rest of the world. And we put all of our effort and energy and time in those things. And once we do that, how much time left do we really have to make God our refuge? Ah, But here, my friends, here is the key. Our worship to God, now you've heard me say this before, is not dictated by our means. Worship is not dictated by us. Worship is dictated by God's truth, His truth. I'm at the middle of the page on page 82 members. And though and through the means that Christ makes possible, and through the means that Christ makes possible, He also uses our human emotions to draw us near and to lead us to confession. So, yes, we may be fearful, even at times that if we, you know what, you're also human, that's right, to be delusional at times. So when I say that earlier, I I mean that we are not to stay in delusion. We may feel that from time to time, but we don't stay in it because our truth is based upon God. And even in our human emotion, even if we feel clouded and confused. You know what? God uses that. God uses our feelings, but our relationship is based on truth. That's the difference. And I think once we 
that's hard to quantify. But once we begin to realize and have that perspective of, wow, it, you know, it doesn't depend on the circumstance here. It depends on God. It, and he wants me to make him my refuge. He wants me to allow him to dwell in my heart. Once that becomes real, worship takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it feel good to know that worship, number one, doesn't depend on you? And that number two, you can rest in God. You can find your refuge in him. And I know that we say and talk about that in the church, but how often do we really do it? You've heard me say this before. Look, you university members and worship team training leaders know who've taken our courses, who've done our workshops, you know this is where I'm coming from because this is the way that I teach. This is what's on my heart. This is what I spew out every day. And it's it's all about our response to God. It's about having a, a, a response of worship to God. It's about living a life of worship and not to ourselves. When you look at the life of David in the Psalms, you know, even this chapter that, that's our, our key verse of this week, Psalm 61, David is still grieving in his sin from Psalm 51, okay? So, Again, when you read Psalm 61, you got to read the Psalms in context of what David is going through. When you read through uh, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd um, Chronicles, when you go through that, I mean, it, it, you know, and those books talk more about uh, other kings besides David. But when you follow the stories of David, you'll see a parallel of what's happening in the Psalms. The same Psalms, the ones that David had written, you'll see a parallel to what his life took place when you read through Chronicles and Samuel. It's amazing. And so at this moment, he's calling out to God for assurance of God's favor. And he desires to dwell in God's tabernacle for safety because, again, David's running for his life. But at the same time, he commemorates his refuge that is found in God alone. So even though when times feel delusional, even though in times that we feel like, man, my anxiety is kicking up, depression's just punching in, and I don't feel of worth, I don't feel this, I don't feel that, God is at the ready. God has always been there. Now, I, I talked at, at the very beginning about our team members, and there's two of them. I talked about the German. The second one, um, we had a, a, a close, dear friend that she landed in the hospital. And even through that, she knew that God was with her because I can hear the laughter behind the voice. I can hear maybe on the inside she may have been, you know, I'm sure. If I was in the hospital bed in the ER, I would be scared too. But on the outside and through her voice, it felt like just speaking to her on another day, just any other day, just shooting the breeze, having fun. And her faith, her faith and her love for Jesus is was just per, just present in her life where I had no question. It was like just – and now I get word just recently that she's now out. And in fact that she – on the same day when I found out that she went home. So I'm thinking about – those events. I'm thinking about the events of my worship team, and you may be thinking about that too with others in your following and those that are in your ministry. And I say following, no matter if you're an artist doing music, no matter if you're a minister in the church, 
you know, God has people among, we're among his people. We're among others that may not know who the Lord Jesus is. How is God using you in those times of desperation? I really believe that the more time that we spend with God and allowing him to be our refuge, we have more time at that moment. We have more fuel. We have more of a deeper well. I talked about that too recently. We have more of a deeper well to draw from and we can pour into others. So no matter if you have a worship team member that is already their faith is there or those who may be struggling, I really believe that even in the struggle, it's about the love that we are to show to one another to help them in their struggling. I shared that before too. So it's it's just today we we here's the deal is that it's it's a blessing to be in these New Testament times, amen, that we don't have to go to the tabernacle, that the tabernacle rests within our hearts. So how are you resting in the heart of God? That's my question. This will make an impact on your ministry. This will change things for you in the way that you lead worship. Most of all, it will not just your leading of worship. It will change the way that you interact with people, the way that you love one another, because that is how Jesus said that they will know us by our love. Amen. So worship leader, tech member, team member, pastor, get up. What are you doing with the rest of your life? How are you living it today? Do other people see you by that love, by that same love that God's given you? Are you living that love out? Look, I'm on... You know, the thing is, this is what gets me on fire because I really believe that once we begin living this life day in and day out in reality to God, this is where worship takes off because God has already started that fire within you and you are living by that fire. And I believe that more and more that you and I are consumed by God. What does it mean to be consumed by God? We hear this in songs all the time. We hear it from passing worship leaders. Oh, to be consumed by God. Are you really with everything within you? Is everything else burning up inside of you where the only thing left of you is your willingness to praise him alone? It's God himself within you? Because that's what it means consumed. It means to, you know, everything else is out of the water. Everything is out of you except for God himself. How are you living that kind of life? How am I living that kind of life? It's waking up every day, making the decisions, looking in the mirror, in the Bible, and saying, God, this is who I was. But this is no longer who I am because who I am is who you say I am according to your word. Where do you think that song came from? I am who you say I am. Where do you think it came from? You are God's kid. You're God's child. What you do matters to him. What you do matters to him. You're not obligated to anybody else in this world except for Christ alone. And it's because God desires you and I to step into his refuge is where we find rest, where we find completeness, where we find love, where we find wholesomeness, goodness, righteousness. He can heal our wounds. He can take care of the finances. He can take care of the job. God is bigger than all these things. Are you going to keep staring at Goliath? Where does the rubber meet the road for you, my friends? So I ask you the question, have I brought you to another place of understanding? Have I just brought you more questions or have I led you to doubt? If that's the case, then will you hit me up, Brandon, that's B-R-A-N-O-N, at worshipteamtraining.com. And by the way, after you email me, again, Brandon at worshipteamtraining.com, please sign up for our newsletter so that we can give you the good. Our shows, our events, podcasts, other things going on, our university And look, we thank you guys for always being here with us. Thank you for subscribing to us and listening to the content that we put out every day. Members, thank you for being a part of our community. 
And guys, you can take that same advantage. Just go to WTTU.co. Look, I know I'm always throwing out our links and our socials, and I do that because I believe in what we're doing. I believe that what the message that God has given us to carry is to carry it for you. And I got to keep putting these things out because I want to draw your attention to the good of what God has given us what he's given you, how does that intersect, and how can we come up alongside your ministry? So would you do that? Would you look into the things that we have for you, and how can we better equip your worship team in the form of our workshops, our mentoring, and our university? Guys, thanks so much again for subscribing to the podcast, and we also ask you, would you give us a five-star rating on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever else that you see us? And more importantly, would you please, please, please share this message today, this podcast with somebody that you know who needs to hear it, because this is why we do what we do. Guys, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And thank you for inviting us into your ministry world and life in general so that we can be there to bear and share each other's burdens. Remember, friends, you don't need to be perfect. Just let the Lord Jesus lead you in life and in worship. We love you. See you back next time soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.